1: Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. <laughs> Welcome
0: back
2: to the recap here on WGR. Zach Jones along with you, of course, with Brayton Wilson, as well tonight as we get ready for the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery to begin. We're moments away. The Sabres right now sit at pick number 13. They cannot become the number one overall pick. They can win the Draft Lottery. The highest they can go up to is number three overall. Anaheim sits with the highest odds, followed by Columbus, and then Chicago are your top three. Connor Bedard out of Regina in the Western Hockey League is considered by many to be a generational talent. It is not even I wouldn't even say the favorite. He is 100% going to go first overall to whichever team wins tonight. This is very much equivalent of Sidney Crosby and Connor McDavid from just a few years ago of you're not just competing for the number one off pick, you're competing for a game-changer, franchise-changer, franchise-altering player. And, I, you know, for, for Buffalo, it's not a crazy night right now. That like I mean, we're hanging out, we're having a good time, we're, we're just talking about some of these prospects, but if you're in – you know if you're covering the Anaheim Ducks, the Columbus Blue Jackets, the Chicago Blackhawks, San Jose, Montreal, Arizona, Philadelphia, any of the teams really that can win it. You are probably stressing a little bit right now. Like this is a big night that can change the fortunes of your franchise. And for some of these franchises that are at the top that have never had this kind of player or haven't had this player in 20, 30 years, it is a monumental shift that could be happening. Especially you know if it's in if it's in the Western Conference that Bredard goes to, you know the rivalries that could be developing between a guy like McDavid and Bedard, just because of pure talent alone. The two Connors going against each oh, other. The two Connors. What a name for hockey! And I mean that alone is going to become must-watch TV. We're already seeing it now with the NHL playoffs and and just how exciting it's been. If you add Bedard in two or three years, it's it's going to be exceptional television. And for a franchise like a Columbus, is is really someone I'm looking at in the Eastern Conference. But a, a team of like Columbus has never really had. That kind of player, they tried to tank as best they could. Anaheim just was truly just superior in that avenue. But I, I'd be, I think I'd be okay with either of the top two teams ending up with the Columbus or Anaheim. Anaheim has a ton of young talent already. but Dard would be the kind of that final piece of the young guys. Columbus just they get Johnny Gaudreau. They finally kind of destroy that the topic of no one wanting to come to Columbus, no one wanted to stay. Gaudreau picks them over teams like Calgary and Jersey and Philadelphia and free agency. And if they get a Bedard, he immediately becomes the face of their franchise, and a guy that, in you know, in all likelihood, fifteen twenty years from now, is going to be their greatest player of all time. I mean, they, they, like this is the kind of night you're looking for and you're waiting for. And McDavid would be the best player on almost every other team except Edmonton. I feel bad for him in that sense.
3: Well, I mean, he's got Leon title and he's actually got a really nice group around him where they could realistically compete for the Stanley Cup. I mean, I picked the Edmonton. I think Oilers to break- win it. The curse for Canadian teams not winning the Stanley yep. Cup. I mean, it's just.
2: I mean, Edmonton is loaded with talent, and yeah. they seemingly finally nailed with with goaltending. They have Stuart Skinner, and then they were able to add on the fence during the trade deadline. Edmonton
3: yeah. is a blast. The only team that's going to hold them back, in my opinion at least, from winning is Vegas. If Vegas, Vegas can Seattle's beat Edmonton, fun though.
2: Seattle's kind of fun. Seattle's
3: fun. Dallas is even fun. I like Dallas, even though they're a Peter DeBoer team, they're a great young group of players. They've got a lot of talent. And Jason Robertson's really, a blast. Oh, I would really love to see Dallas, you know, do something. I I think the Western Conference this year in the playoffs is much more intriguing than the Eastern Conference. Oh, Absolutely. I, I would absolutely agree uh, with that. Florida,
2: though, is the story of the playoffs up to this yes. point just because of their upset of oh, Boston. 100%. And the fact that they I, I on Wednesday could very much sweep Toronto. Yeah.
3: And that would be that would be a, a showing in its own. Yep. And then at that point we start speculating about you know the future of the, the Toronto Maple Leafs just because. What do they do? Are they going to let Kyle Dubas go and not give him a contract extension? I'm are they going to fire it. Sheldon? Are they going to fire Sheldon Keith? What's the future of Matthews? What's the future of some of these other players William and Nylander? everything? William Nylander? Yeah, maybe it becomes really interesting discussion if they get swept because you know we thought we were they were going to have those discussions when if they had lost to Toronto or not Toronto Tampa Bay in round one again, if they had lost mm-hmm. in the first round again for 19th, like they didn't get out of the first round for a, I think it would have been a sixth straight playoff yep. appearance. And then, you know, 19 years without a playoff series win. I mean, that's embarrassing. That's, that's absolutely it's embarrassing. Brutal. It's so bad. But you know, I, I heard it from, I think it was Steve Dangle, Steve Dangle. We, you know, sports he's a big Toronto guy and, you know, big Steve Dangle guy. Over yes. Here. He, he made it very clear in his reaction to the game yesterday it was just like hey it's great that you won it's great you broke your playoff streak after 19 years but if you get swept and you lose the way you did it is all for nothing I, I, all and for i agree nothing. with that
2: i very much agree with that in terms of the toronto maple leafs you 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 finally got that monkey off your back, a lot like Steve Young did when he won his Super Bowl in San Francisco against the Chargers. It was it was this thing that he they they couldn't do, he couldn't do. They finally did it, but with with Young, it was a Super Bowl win. With Toronto, there was always a way they could still screw that up, and they 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 are looking like they're going to. If if you get swept, all of that goodwill of of finally getting out of the first round goes away because you just didn't show up in the second round. And in part of that too, their big four haven't scored a goal yet. In the second round, yeah.
3: that is brutal. Here's here's a very funny stat for you: the leading shot getters yesterday for Toronto in their overtime loss to Florida, David Kampf and Eric Gustafson. Eric Gustafson. Mo- most people would hear those <laughs> names and be like,
2: "Wait, who? That's amazing. Who? That I I just I, I love the star power they have." But you can make – it's not even really an argument. It is just – I think it's at this point facts. They fold so hard under yeah.
3: pressure. oh my goodness. It so is So hard under pressure. It is quite embarrassing. And, and
2: that is where even if a team wants to trade for a guy like a Marner or a Matthews, there is questions of, yeah, but they can't be the face of our organization. They mm-hmm. can't be the guy. Like they have to be accumulated with a bunch of other guys. Yeah. It, it, and, and, and that is, and it's it's stunning, though, that Toronto, for how great they did drafting, to get all those guys, to then bring in Tavares in and, and, and free agency, right? They didn't trade for him, they brought him in free agency. They brought agency. him in
3: free agency, yep.
2: That they just, each one of them just is not really that, that gamer. That uh, guy that just, I'm going to
3: will my team to a win in this series. I think unless Toronto pulls off some sort of comeback, they mm-hmm. win game four, they win game five, force a game six, even force a game seven, I think if they don't get to at least game six, I think, I think it's just as bad as if they had lost that first round series. I think, I think so. And because I think, then it's, just, it's embarrassing. I don't think they bring back Dubas in that case. I don't think they bring back Sheldon Keefe in that case. Sheldon they, Keefe
2: to me, just Kyle Dubas to me really is the one where it's like, are they actually going to bring him back? Because Sheldon Keefe, I just don't see it. We're going to get the NHL draft lottery going right now. We're going to go to Assistant Commissioner Bill Daly here right now.
4: As we uh, reveal the results of tonight's draft lottery. With that, let's get it started the number 16 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to calgary flames calgary did not have a first round pick
5: last year but they will be picking 16th overall for the fourth time in franchise history
4: the number 15 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the nashville predators
5: this will be GM David Poyle's last draft representing the franchise since its inception. Former head coach Barry Trotz will be taking over GM duties in July.
4: The number 14 overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Pittsburgh Penguins. The Penguins
5: had a 16-season playoff run and saw that come to an end. But the upside is they'll be picking
4: 14th and they have a top 15 pick for the first time in a little over a decade. The number 13 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the buffalo sabers major improvements
5: in western new york for the sabers with a 91 point campaign they'll be picking 13th for the seventh time in franchise history and the first time since they selected zach cassian in 2009.
4: the number 12 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the ottawa senators as
5: mentioned since this pick isn't a top five pick the selection transfers arizona and as a condition of the jacob chickran trade the coyotes will be selecting 12 for the
4: fourth time in franchise history the number 11 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the vancouver canucks patrick Alvine will be heading a second
5: draft for vancouver in the pacific northwest this is the last time that the canucks had selected
4: 11th overall which was way back in 1982. the number 10 overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the st louis blues the st louis blues will have three first
5: round picks for general manager doug armstrong for the first time since 2007.
4: The number 9 overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to the Detroit
5: Red Wings. The last time they had the ninth overall pick in Motown was back in 2017 when they took forward Michael Rasmussen.
4: The number 8 overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to the Washington Capitals.
5: Their 8 season playoff run came to an end with the 8th overall pick. They will have, though, the top 10 selection for the first time since 2007.
4: The number seven overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Philadelphia Flyers. After
5: taking Cutter Goche fifth overall last year, the Flyers will be selecting seventh for the fifth
4: time in franchise history. The number six overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the Arizona Coyotes last year the Coyotes had three first round selections headlined by American
5: Logan Cooley at three overall this year they'll be selecting sixth overall for the first time since
4: taking Oliver Ekman Larson in 09 the number five overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to the Montreal Canadiens last year the Canadiens made a historic selection
5: by taking Slovak Yuri Slavkowski first overall This year, they'll be selecting fifth. The last time they had the fifth overall pick is when they took franchise ace in goal,
4: Carey Price. The number four overall selection in the 2023 NHL draft belongs to the San Jose Sharks. This will be Mike Greer's second draft as a Sharks GM.
5: They have never selected fourth overall, but they have a top five pick for the first time since 1998. And there is our first change in the order, with Columbus dropping to third, so now either Anaheim or Chicago will select first overall. Anaheim has never selected first overall, and the last time Chicago drafted number one was when they took future Hall of Famer Patrick Kane.
2: All right, so there we go. We've got our top three. They didn't show it, but I guess Columbus is going to be picking three, so we've got our first change. So now it's going to be between Anaheim and Chicago. That is that is gonna be what it's between to get Connor Bedard. Um I um not the nightmare scenario for me, but um please be Anaheim. I really do not want him in Chicago. And then for the Sabres, it was Chalk really up until three. Uh the Buffalo Sabres will be picking at thirteenth. Brayton, what are we feeling right now? How are we feeling? Are we feeling good? I'm not yeah, really liking that. You know,
3: that. I um I also I feel really, have really bad liked, for Columbus. Yeah, I would have really liked if Columbus had gotten up there to be a top two pick, but um, you know, it's kind of funny because I, I totally, like, just missed the third pick. I was, like, getting ready for, like, the push notification, the tweet on who won the draft lottery, and I just totally missed Columbus not winning one of yeah. the- I thought they were just like, oh, wait, they, they're they going to announce the top three when they come back? And then it was like, oh, no. No, they
2: just, I, I was no. going to say, we didn't even do, like, a card flip. It was just, okay, there's our first change, and oh, wait. it's Columbus.
3: Hold on here. Wait. And I,
2: I don't... Is Columbus going to be picking three? That was very
3: weird Okay, how they did it on they, TV. They did not. They did not announce the top three. They did not? Okay. What was that about then on TV then? That was yeah, very Kevin, weird. Kevin Weeks just said, and I think he just hinted, that Columbus dropped to number three. But they didn't actually announce Columbus going to number three. Uh... Twitter, Twitter's kind of going off of like, did, yes. did Kevin Weeks just announce that Columbus yes. is not going to be? Yeah,
2: this is oh, this is bad. They're in, yeah, they're they're good. in, they're in commercial break now. I think it is official though that Columbus is going to be picking three. It it sounds like that is like yeah. a thing that Weeks just accidentally yeah. said it early. That's brutal. I feel really bad. I feel really really bad for Columbus now. Also, I mean, because yeah. they lose, but also it was a very sudden. Like, wait, we're out. Right, just all of a sudden,
3: just like uh, wait, what?
2: So I feel bad for them, but this is I, we Brayton, we were saying it. I I don't I don't want Chicago with everything off the ice, and then you even add in the fact that they they are they're just coming off of a great one, run with Kane and Taves. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want that team to have just right away back to back, and it, but, it would kind of be like Pittsburgh going from Mario Lemieux, yeah. literally to Sidney Crosby.
3: And let me, and I don't love that. Let me say this. Let me say this. I really do then in this in this scenario, in this situation, if, if Chicago wins the number one pick and gets Connor Bedard, wouldn't you almost expect Chicago to then kind of have the expectation of, well, it's time to win now. You might as well just start making moves to go get other pieces and add to your core Ooh. to be able to play with Connor Bedard. So yeah, you might have the best player, you know, coming out of this draft and maybe one of the future best players in the world, but they are, you know, you don't want to be, like, one of the worst teams again and having to pick in the top three of next mm-hmm. year's draft, mm-hmm. too. I mean, it might it might happen anyway because the team is bad, but that's, that's kind wonder, of the situation how, I'm thinking I, of. I
2: was going to say, I wonder how Chicago will treat it if they get them. I, I think because, you know what's weird? Chicago has been sort of that afterthought team. Even mm-hmm. though they're in the top three, I don't think many of us have actually thought that they could do it. But... Okay. It's it's them or Anaheim now. I mean, They're, that's kind of where we're at, right? Because because Kevin Weeks totally spoiled it. That's brutal. Oh, that's, that's oh, I, I feel so bad for for Weeks. I mean, because it's this is a huge moment for these franchises, and Columbus is one I was talking about where it would be huge for them. And now for anyone covering the Blue Jackets, it like I, as I said, you know, just a few all right. Here's ago. Bill Daly. Yep, Bill Daly coming back. Here we go. Good
4: luck to each of Anaheim, Columbus, and Chicago. We'll start with number three the number three overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the columbus Blue Jackets.
5: there's a look at john davidson and yarmo kekalainen out in the buckeye state in columbus ohio watch parties are going nuts so far you can see on the right we've got the anaheim ducks fans that are going bonkers and on the left that is the scene and it is set now for the final two anaheim ducks general manager pat verbeek and on the left general manager of the chicago blackhawks kyle davidson without further ado deputy commissioner bill daly take it away
4: the first overall selection in the 2023 nhl draft belongs to the chicago blackhawks number two the anaheim ducks bedlam
5: in chicago chicagoland I don't, I don't even care i
2: don't even going- care i don't even care is ridiculous the chicago blackhawks have won the 2023 nhl draft lottery they will be drafting connor bedard i'm not happy brayton i am not happy i'm not happy at all.
3: i don't think much of twitter is happy either yeah the, the first few tweets i'm seeing is yeah um you Know some people are like, yeah, great. Chicago gets kind of a and then you know, yeah, not happy. This is not, mm-hmm. just, I don't, I do not love this. I think, as well, too,
2: even like you look past some of the other issues off the ice, everything that was coming out this year, if we're just looking at the team, they are years from competing, years
3: from competing. That's why, again. My point is, they get Conor Bedard now. They have the best up-and-coming talent in the NHL by far. Yep. You have to start building now. The yep. team is not even close, but no. you have to. You, you almost you have, have to. to. You have to exceed the expectations because with if, a guy like Connor Bedard. If he, if he went to Anaheim, you would have guys like McTavish and Zegras
2: already there, having played real serious NHL minutes. Chicago is a blank slate with a really bad reputation now. Yes, he's in the U.S. market. Yes, he's in a big U.S. market. But I think in terms of the teams he could have gone to, Chicago to me is is maybe the worst one the NHL could have hoped could have could have hoped for here. The Canadian market's obviously you know me and you didn't want Montreal because of the Atlantic division, but I do not like Chicago at all. Here, I'm not a fan of that even slightly. Not not a fan of this even a little bit. No, I, I think this is a bad look for the NHL now. And, and, and I'm not saying it's rigged, not not even slightly, but just. I I cannot imagine the NHL really wanted him in Chicago. I cannot imagine they wanted him in Chicago.
3: This is where I will continue to pound the table time and time and time and time and time again. The NHL Draft Lottery, the NBA Draft Lottery, I think the NLB is going to a Draft Lottery format here. All Draft Lotteries are useless. Send them to the Sun, get rid of them, and just, I mean, it is just ridiculous. The NHL loves this. They love this, that Connor Bedard, the next generational talent in the NHL, is going to Chicago because he's going to turn that franchise around after they had several years of success in the NHL with Jonathan Taves, Patrick Kane, the likes of those people. And they also had a franchise marring incident with Mm -hmm. everything that happened there. Everything. And has absolutely marred their cup runs. Yeah. Now they're going to get arguably the next generational player. Um not a fan. I'm not and, a and fan. Again, at and again, and again, that team is really, really not in a good situation to win the number one pick overall right away and be successful. Like it like it's even with Connor McDavid in Edmonton, they at least had that flourish of success right off the bat from him. He got injured, things kind of went to you know what afterwards. Mm-hmm. And the team was still not good. I mean, they finished oh God, they picked fourth overall that year and got Puglia in twenty sixteen. But if McDavid had played the entire year, they probably may not have made the. they may not have made the playoffs, but they probably are not picking in the top five. Yeah. Maybe not even in the top ten in that draft class. This just it's, But instead brutal. they got number four. So uh so yeah, I I just I look at this and I'm just like Really. We we've gotta we, we gotta watch Connor Bedard go to Chicago and 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 that's the thing really too, and, and I've
2: and I've said it a few times when I do talk about Connor Bedard. I, I <clears> love him <throat> as a player. I think he's one of the most yeah. mature seventeen year olds I've literally ever heard speak. I think he's gonna be a franchise cornerstone for anyone that got him. Yeah. And I hate now that I am gonna root for him. I want him to succeed. Yeah. But Oh absolutely on a team like Chicago after everything that's come out this year, and even if it weren't just for that, the fact that we just saw them be good. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of that at all. Well, when you had teams like Anaheim, and uh, for me especially, it was Columbus as well, was somebody that I would have loved to have seen him at, and to be able to really grow that market. Mm-hmm. Just, I think, a brutal result for hockey overall. I really, really do.
3: Yeah. I, I mean, I think I think at the larger scope it is, the NHL will see it as a huge, huge money grab, just he, because he, he he's going to go to a, to a major
2: market in a market that loves hockey. Mm-hmm. It's not even a huge market and a franchise, that they trying to build it.
3: And a franchise that, despite their, their recent... Uh, Things that have come about have been winning, yeah. successful. They've been a very uh, successful aside from franchise. the past three, four years where they showed the cliff. They they came off that cliff. They lost. You know they had to trade Patrick Kane. They are letting go of Jonathan Taves. Who knows if Jonathan Taves signs on anywhere else or plays ever again? If I'm him, probably not. But I mean, he might want to con- continue his career. But Long COVID has got a, a really bad situation mm-hmm. on him. Yep. Uh, looking though, <laughs> looking though at the Blackhawks. Oh my goodness, they have won two players that are under contract beyond the 24-25 season. So beyond uh let's see this is already okay. So beyond after next season, they only have two players in under contract. Two. Man, I just... That are on the NHL roster right now. I'm looking at like injured reserve. Uh yeah. So as of the 2024-25 season when that starts, they will have two NHL players On their roster to start the year. And then when you factor in Bedard and he signs his entry-level contract, he'll be under contract beyond that, too. But you want to take a gander at those two players that are under contract right now for the Blackhawks that heading into the 25-26 season.
2: Just like that's the thing. Out of all the top teams, they are easily the furthest away from being any sort of competitive.
3: Spoiler alert, similar to the Sabres uh, 1999 question. None of those players are forwards. That are going to be (laughs) under contract for the 25-26 season. Brutal. One of them, Seth Jones, signed a stupid massive contract, 9.5 mil per year. He'll be under contract through 2029-2030. And Seth Jones, at least in the uh, advanced stats statistic, not great. And the other player is Connor Murphy. Yep. That is bad. That is... Really bad. Like, I mean, that's the thing. Chicago tanked. They tanked. Oh, yeah. But unlike
2: other teams who had who were bad and just, just like this was the year they were going for it and they had already
3: good young prospects, yep. there
2: is nothing there in Chicago. Well,
3: It is Bedard and that is it. Let me throw this at you too. Very reminiscent of kind of the Sabres from years ago. Mm-hmm. Heading into this year's draft, the Blackhawks have six picks in the first two rounds. Eight in the first three. Four second rounders they have. So they have the capital to be able to finagle with those picks. Mm-hmm. They have the capital to be able to, if they want, go out and acquire some decent players to go play with a Conor Bedard, to be able to come up with a, a lineup that would kind of cater to Conor Bedard if they really truly want to try that, if they're not trying to tank, which they don't have to tank yeah. anymore. They have the best next-up-and-coming generational player in the NHL. He goes to a market like Chicago, which is great. It's a great U.S. market, too. Connor Bedard's going to get so much play on national TV and Mm -hmm. we're just going to get more of, oh my God, the Blackhawks are on national TV again, which isn't great. So here are the players I'll, I'll run through real quick. I know we should probably take a break and then come back, but we'll just, we'll go through this real quick. No, yeah, we can, we can ride this out. Okay. Yeah. So here are the players that are under contract heading into next season. Tyler Johnson, Jason Dickinson, Colin Blackwell, Cole Gutman, Mackenzie Entwistle, Reese Johnson, Boris Kachuk, Taylor Radish, defenseman, Seth Jones, Nikita Zaitsev, Connor Murphy, Jared Tenorti, goaltender, Peter Morozik, and then when you look at like their ju- their young players that they have, Lucas Reichel is arguably their best prospect at this time that's under contract. He's under contract for one more year. Kevin Korczynski, who was your number one pick last year, mm-hmm. he probably... I would think he's probably going to make the NHL roster next year. Yep. And again, they might not be good, but he's going to play. So yeah, they've they've got themselves in a, a not so great of a situation. And their best goaltending prospect as of right now is Jackson Stauber. And yeah, that's it. And that's Drew, it, that's Drew it. Camesso. Sorry, Drew Camesso is their best. Okay. But Jackson Stauber might be ready right away to jump into the NHL and play with Peter Murazik for next year. But even then those are not some good names to have on that roster. Your best name is arguably Lucas Reichel. Yep. Offensively, maybe Taylor Radish and Boris Kachuk. That's it. Other than that, it's a bunch of guys that are like depth players or guys that might not even start the year in the in in the NHL. Go to the AHL.
2: I hate this so much.
3: Yeah. I I'm not happy. The, the day started off so positively. Right? <laughs> started off so positively. Well, Do you want to go to break and come back and do one or two more segments, go to nine? Let's do it. Let's do it. Why not? We're going to
2: take a quick timeout. We'll be coming back here after a quick timeout. You're listening to WGR's coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery. You're listening to WGR. Welcome back to WGR's coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery coverage here on the Nightcap. I'm Zach Jones, along with Brayton Wilson, and uh, we live in a not great society. Chicago has the number one overall pick. They are going to get Connor Bedard. Columbus falls to three, and Anaheim will pick number two. I'm not happy, Brayton. I'm not happy. I I made that pretty well known uh, before. I think you did. I just it was it was it was them in Montreal. I just didn't want Arizona. I would have been mad, but I'm like, you know what? There's at least fun young talent there. Even, you, you could even get the idea, you know, me and Josh, Josh Schmidt, we were covering the Extra Point Show today, and we had a, uh, uh, someone tweet at us and go, that might be the, the worst-case scenario for, like, Toronto because Austin Matthews would see all that young talent. He's got one year left on his contract. He might want to go over there. Beautiful. Love it. I love that idea. And we were just talking about in the last segment, like, where's even the young talent on Chicago? Where is that <laughs> buildup coming from there? And that's just ignoring Everything off the ice and all of the disgusting stuff that was Mm -hmm. going on there. There is, outside of the TV market, which if you really wanted to push it, you could have gotten from Philadelphia. Because at least that would have been fun with him and Tortorella. A flashy player like Bedard having John
3: Tortorella as a coach. At
2: least that's a good time for everyone involved that's a
3: neutral fan. I am searching right now. uh, Scott Wheeler he uh, from the athletic he mm-hmm. does his annual um best prospects or like where kind of everyone lands yeah and let's see i'm trying to i'm trying to find chicago's i'm trying to find what he wrote about the chicago blackhawks where uh their prospect pool and let's see oh man i have to log in hold on hold on give me a second that's okay no you take your time did you forget your password that's always a frustrating yeah i got to figure it out here <laughs> i got to figure let's it see. out
2: that's good. Oh, that's good. I just oh man. And then and then and I don't I don't want I don't want to pile on Kevin Weeks, but like and to spoil that Columbus will not get him mm-hmm. out of left field out of nowhere. Like I don't what happened in that production meeting where he just decided out <laughs> of out of nowhere, when Bill Daly has not spoken about who is going to be the third overall pick, he just decides that they're going to break. So there's our first change. Columbus is picking third overall.
3: Yeah, I, I think that was a boo boo from Kevin Adams or from um, there? Kevin Weeks. What happened I don't know, there? I just said Kevin Adams. Um, I don't know. Kevin don't Adams.
2: Know. Kevin Adams having a good day. Um, didn't move. Yeah, found sure. out his pick early. Yeah. Picking thirteenth. Yeah, he's he's, he's probably good.
3: on his way home to Clarence right now. Just like, yeah, no, I'm sitting in a good spot. He's gonna right get now.
2: home for dinner. It's great. Hopefully, he's listening to us. He doesn't even have to. Do, he doesn't have do a big interview with ESPN uh, today. He's nope. like, this is great. Nope.
3: nope. Doesn't have good to. Good for Kevin Adams. All right. So according to Scott Wheeler. Uh, right, Scott Wheeler. Yep, Scott mm-hmm. Wheeler. Ranking of the Blackhawks prospects heading into uh, when did he do this? He did this back in February. So well. every every year, like mid season, he does his top NHL prospect pool rankings. Mm-hmm. Chicago finished number five, which is kind of surprising to me. Just okay, because, okay. You know, maybe, some of the maybe, names maybe we were a bit wrong. Here. Some okay. of the names, yes, I forgot a couple of names because I was looking at cap friendly is under contract things, and there are a couple of guys that aren't under contract. Kevin Korczynski is number one. Top pick in last year's draft. Uh, defenseman, played with Seattle this year. Okay. Lucas Reichel, a guy who's on the cusp of breaking into the NHL, probably makes it full-time next year and has an impact. Mm-hmm. Frank Nazer's is another first-round pick from last year that they have. He's playing at the University of Michigan. I think he is committed. I think I saw that he's committed to go back for another year. He was injured for most of this okay. year anyway. Okay. Ryan Green from Boston University is number 4. He's a center. Uh, let's see where was he picked. I'm trying to remember where he was picked, but either way, he's number four. He goes uh, he goes to Boston University, and he was picked in the round, the second round of last year's draft. Okay, understandable. Number five, Sam, Renz, Sam Renzel plays in the West in the USHL, right hand shot defenseman. Mm-hmm. He was the other first round pick last year, so their top four picks are all right up there in the top five right. of last year. Okay. I think at least they're top four picks. I
2: want to feel good about something tonight. Where's Buffalo in his ranking? Uh, Buffalo. Oh, this is going to sting. I, I was gotta, hoping it was going to be higher. <laughs> this may not go well for me. This has turned out to be a bad decision. I think
3: I have to look back. Oh no, I, I, I feel bad. Oh just, no, I feel bad because I don't have it right here, ready to go. That's okay. That's okay. By the way, by the way, okay. it also is uh, notable that just in 2022, when Scott Wheeler did these, mm-hmm. he had Chicago ranked 25th. So it kind of just it changed. It just changed and jumped significantly. kind of helps when you have three first-round picks go your way. Yeah, yeah. And then okay. you kind of go from there. Because if I remember correctly, did they have a first-round pick in 2021? Uh,
2: I guess like that's the thing. I was more on, on the ice product. I was more judging Chicago off. They don't have uh, any young players already on the Blackhawks. But it sounds like they are actually pretty good in terms of the pipeline and and – in their
3: AHL teams and, and, and juniors and stuff like that. So, okay. All right. Buffalo actually ranked one below Chicago sixth with their prospect pool. Ridiculous. According to Scott Wheeler from the absolutely Athletic. ridiculous. Uh, let's see if I can pull up Buffalo's furious. Here we go. it's because, so, it's
2: because they lost their third, second round pick.
3: That's why. <laughs> there it is. Uh, well, they they ranked number one in 2022. Okay. At the midseason point for Scott Wheeler, so they dropped five five positions, but still, Matthew Savoy is number one. Obvious. Mm-hmm. I think number two is pretty obvious. Yuri Kulich. Yuri Kulich, Yep. Number three, I think you can get. Is he having Devin Levi
2: on the prospect pool? Yep. Or no. Okay. okay. Yeah.
3: Okay. But it's not Devin it's Levi. Not at Devin three. Levi. It's not at number three. Noah Oslin. Noah Oslin is number three. Oh wow. Number okay. four is Devin Levi. I mean, interesting decision. Mm-hmm. Number five is Isak Rosan. Okay.
2: Yep. Doing, ve- doing very well, I think, right yes. now over in Rochester. Yes,
3: very well. Very well. Uh, number six, still don't know what's happening here, Ryan Johnson. He likes to keep us guessing. I can only assume that is the reason. Uh, I, mean, I mean, for me, like, if I'm Ryan Johnson, if I'm in his shoes, like, mm-hmm. what is it not to like about Buffalo? What, you're going to potentially go to Rochester to play next year? Even then, I think there could be a case where he might play himself into a position where oh, he could yeah. make the roster. Oh yeah,
2: there's there's a big needed defense for unless the unless they unless they the go out
3: and get that right shot defenseman to go pair with Owen Power. Uh, <sighs> Matt I mean, Dumble, baby. you've got you've got let's see, Yoki Haru would slide down to the third right wing sp- uh, right defenseman spot, and your third left defenseman spot would be it's not Bryson. Nope. Uh, it's not yoki haru no well yoki haru would be on the right side oh, i'm yeah, drawing yep. i'm drawing a huge blank i don't know why i'm drawing a blank but it, i mean labushkin maybe i don't know
2: so there's a ton there on the defense outside no. of the big
3: three it's, it's a big question mark no. after those guys and i feel bad because i should know this off the top of my head because you know the season only ended about a month ago so it should still be fresh in my mind uh let's see riley stillman would be on the team still that's a potential option um yeah, no, that's about it. That's that's really about it. Yep. So you might need an upgrade at your oh yeah at your second or at your third left defenseman spot. Plus, your your defense in the AHL is just. Hey, they're playing fine right now, but they're not under contract next year. Yep. Lawrence Pilots an unrestricted free agent. Joe Chacone unrestricted. Jeremy Davies unrestricted. Austin Strand unrestricted. Are you, are you
2: still a big Lawrence Pilot guy? I am.
3: Always are. Hey, yeah, hey listen, I I saw him score that overtime winner the other night, and one of the first things I said was free pilot. <laughs> free, <laughs> I did, yeah, okay. I pilot. Saw that tweet. All
2: right. Yep, good.
3: I am. I, I still like go. Lawrence Pilot. Never let go. I don't know what he's going to do after this year. I don't know if he's going to go back to Sweden. I don't know if he stays and, and signs another contract with the Sabres. It was kind of Sabres. when he was brought back. Paul, I think that was kind of like a, he was well, a forgotten piece that everyone kind of thought was just gone. Well, that's a situation too because he was playing in Russia. He was, he was in the KHL. Mm-hmm. And that situation with his team, he got his contract terminated because he did resign. He was going to stay over there and play, uh, to my understanding. He was going to stay and play. He was going to continue his career over in, in the KHL for another year after he had signed a new contract to re-up. But the war breaks out, and there was a couple of things where, I guess the team he was playing for, Tractor Sh- uh, Sh- mm-hmm. he th- that team was very in support of Putin. It was very, very Putin-esque with their support for the war. Yep. And I think Pilot and a bunch of the other players that were not Russians were just kind of like, yeah, no, we don't want to be part of this. Yeah, we're, we're, out, out. we're out. We're out. We're out. We're done. So, but in that case the Sabres still had the rights to pilot for one more year okay. because they had tendered him as a restricted free agent when he originally went over to Russia mm-hmm. before the war and everything like that. So he comes back, signs. It was an option for him. He plays this year, and especially as of late, has played really well. So it's really interesting to see. Paul Paul seems to, to think, I think he wrote in one of his articles at WGR550.com that maybe he decides to just sign an AHL contract next year and stay in Rochester. I think he's better than that. I think he could get another NHL contract. Yeah. Yeah. And if the Sabres need defensive depth, why not?
2: I that's the thing is why not? I mean he kind of right. fits how they play defense anyways. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So it, it is interesting because I think you know, you're gonna need another you're gonna need a secondary right wing defenseman to play with Owen Power, and you might just need an upgrade at your third left mm-hmm. defenseman over a over a Riley Stillman, or if you want to play Ilya Labushkin on the left side over him. But we'll see. It's interesting.
2: It's interesting um, right now with the Sabres. They're picking a 13th. We know that officially. They're
3: picking 13th officially. It's in,
2: official. In a very, very talented class. They also mm-hmm. have two second-round picks as well. Correct. I don't imagine Buffalo gets a little <laughs> get a little wild here in the first round and trying to move up. I don't imagine that, that happens.
3: I mean, if they did, that would be great. But I, I just I don't I think with the talent uh, yeah. that's there, I don't think any team's going to move.
2: Yeah, I think everyone's just going to sit back, take the best player... Honestly, with with how loaded the forward group is, Buffalo can sit back at thirteen and maybe pick the top defensive prospect here, just because everyone's going to go forwards.
3: Yep, so that's I mean, very very logistical. So it, it
2: can be. It, I think the draft is still interesting for Buffalo. I just I feel bad for teams like we'll, Anaheim and Columbus. We'll I really get to do.
3: that when we come back from the break. But mm-hmm. I will just say one more thing before we go to break: the Rasmus Ristolainen trade still resonates in a positive way for Still the sabers because that second that second round pick comes from Philadelphia as part of that trade.
2: <laughs> what a trade baby. Oh, Chuck Fletcher goodness. should have
3: never been fired. I will stand by that. Oh, he should have stayed
2: in Philadelphia man. forever so that everyone <laughs> could take advantage of him. Just he let was amazing. just let the Flyers be eternally bad. Every every trade he made everyone was like Chuck Fletcher clearly lost that trade. Beautiful. Love it. We're going to take a quick time out. When we come back, we'll wrap up the show tonight. This is WGR's coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery. You're listening to the Nightcap. This is WGR. The first
4: overall selection in the 2023 NHL Draft belongs to
2: the Chicago Blackhawks. Yay. Couldn't be happier. So thrilled. Welcome back to WGR's coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery. Zach Jones, Brayton Wilson, Wilson, along with you for one final segment. We do know the Draft Lottery has happened. The Chicago Blackhawks do hold the number one overall pick this year. They will be selecting Connor Bedard. That is all but assured. At number two, the Anaheim Ducks, who now have come in second in both the Connor Bedard sweepstakes and the Sidney Crosby sweepstakes. And in third, the Columbus Blue Jackets. While the Buffalo Sabres stay pat, it is all chalk. They stay at number
3: thirteen overall. Oh boy, uh, real! Re- it had to be Chicago. So. Let's let's also just recap how the draft lottery kind of goes. So we run through the teams, we go get well. through the top 3. Kevin Weeks spoils the Blue Jackets losing out on the draft lottery and then moving to 3 before they even announce it. I just, they I go to break know, everyone's to like what happened there? What? Wait, what's going on? Wait a minute. Columbus actually lost the draft lot- like, that wasn't announced. That wasn't part of the plans. It happened. Then it gets to the number 1 pick. Chicago gets announced and then for whatever reason the Anaheim Ducks card is flipped upside down when it's presented. It was just—it was so bad. It was you know what so, that's going to create so now, Zach? Conspiracy theories. And we love conspiracy. It's going to create conspiracy theories of, oh well, they flipped Anaheim upside down, Good. so they knew not to flip that card up for number one.
2: Good. I'm ready. That's all I want. I, that's I want us to spend the next fifteen years oh, talking no. about this, break. It's no. all I want. It's all I want. That's honestly what I need after tonight. Is that for 15 years we will sit there and go the NHL rigged it, even if they didn't, and they
3: probably didn't.
2: No, but they I don't. need that. They don't. But I
3: need. They that. don't rig it. It's just stupid. The draft lottery is always stupid. <laughs> All right. Oh, you want to. You want to know some of the? Uh, Let's do it. Who, top who, prospects who? who could be available for the Sabers if they with the 13th pick. Let's do it. I'm All excited. Right. Well, I think we we made mention of the defensive group. Yep. We made mention that they could be a uh, an interesting group. So according to many draft lotter or draft mocks that are out there, uh, the, the the people that still do them, and it'll probably increase the closer we get to the draft, and probably actually tonight, there's probably about two dozen people probably coming up with mock drafts, whether it's experts or whether oh, yeah. it's you know people who want who want to just get out there and put one out, which yeah. is great for them, good for them. Thirteenth uh, overall, though, a lot of interesting names that could come about. And I tweeted it out this morning on some of those names, so little teas. And if you want to go check that out and check out some of the names, head over to WGR550.com, or not WGR550.com. Sorry, I didn't write an article. Twitter, mm-hmm. at Wilson on Twitter. Some of the interesting names include two defensemen the Sabres could select. Good news, both of them right-shot defensemen. Because the Sabers' depth doesn't necessarily have great right-shot defensemen. Axel sandin Pelika, a Swedish defenseman who played a lot this year in the Swedish Hockey League, which, you know, for a guy of his stature, he's only, I think, 5'10", 5'11", but he played a lot. He skates really well. He's very much an offensive threat with the puck from the blue line. He's certainly a guy that the Sabres, I think, could easily look to to add and, and let him grow and develop in Sweden for a couple of years before bringing him over and seeing what he could do. Another right shot defenseman, David Reinbacher. David Reinbacher is originally a native of Austria, but played in the Swiss Hockey League this year. So he played at the top professional league in the Swiss Hockey League. was actually teammates with Artur Rutzelainen over in Switzerland. All right. Okay. Yeah. I like it. Uh, let's see. Other names include Braden Yeager. He is a centerman played with Moose Jaw in the Western Hockey League this year. A guy who 6 foot 165 pounds is um, really kind of an offensive playmaker down the middle of the ice. And again, I apologize because probably some of these players I made mention of this morning. I've watched them enough to kind of know where they could fit in, but not necessarily can tell you everything about them that are just, like really good. Um Edward Schala is a very interesting name, just because again I mentioned him earlier. He's a big body on the wing, uh, playing the Czech Republic this year it was is just really interesting in terms of what he can bring. And I'll throw one more name out there just because it's it gives a lot of people nostalgia when they hear the name Gabe Perot played with the U.S. national team this year. Actually, set the record and shattered not shattered but broke Austin Matthews' scoring record in the U.S.
2: Ooh, national. That's exciting. Program. That one's exciting. All right. So, yeah. So
3: interesting names. Some names to
2: keep track of who could potentially be at number 13. Sabres stay pat where they were projected to go at 13. And again, real quick, before we wrap up tonight, the winners of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery are the Chicago Blackhawks in second. The Anaheim Ducks who come second in not only the Conor Bedard sweepstakes, but the Sidney Crosby as well. And rounding out the top three, the Columbus Blue Jackets. That's going to do it for our coverage of the 2023 NHL Draft Lottery. Thank you for joining me and Brayton Wilson tonight. I'll be back tomorrow for the Extra Point Show and coming up, tomorrow at 6 sal and joe will get our morning started as we cover not only the draft lottery but also the nfl schedule which will release on thursday thank you for listening and this is wgr
1: we get it attention spans just aren't what they used to be heads in social media and eyes on netflix but what do people do with their ears well for one they're listening to audio americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day oh and you want the proof